In our channel lately, we've been talking a bit about interrupts. Today, we do a deep dive into the subject. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who just can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about interrupts, mm -hmm. uh, something we both uh, like to use and we really love. Something we also tried talking about for several hours in another video, <laughs> but it didn't really work out. So we love you guys so much, we're trying it again. Let's like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little bit unorthodox, we don't, we don't usually do this, but the I think the, the short video I'm going to end up editing and putting out first before this. Mm -hmm. And if that works out well, I might just keep, you know, we might just keep doing that. But um, yeah, so for this time, the short video is going to go out first. And we're going to, for the long video, as always, have kind of a open-ended discussion about interrupts. Uh, I don't, I wonder if Chris, it might make sense to pull our definition. Yeah, the definition, uh, the definition, I think, really help us to start the conversation. Mm -hmm. So the, the definition we uh, came up with, even though interrupts are not, our invention, but that's our definition of it. Uh, it's uh, when the GM brings forward a situation or a complication that redirects the party's focus. Uh, often it is on plan and forces the party to reassess their priorities. And the main use, I would say, of these interrupts, at least for us, mm -hmm. is to control the pace of the game. Yeah, so, we usually find ourselves, you know, or I usually find myself using interrupts the most when players are taken too long they're talking to an npc forever and they don't stop asking them the same questions kind of thing mm -hmm. um that's why I, I like to to spring them onto my players so we have a definition we're talking already about when we use them i think that's uh that's going to be one of the first thing we're going to take a deep dive in but first i feel like maybe it's not it's still not clear about what exactly it is okay so maybe we should just do a basic example just to start to make sure we understand what is this uh, situation complication that redirects the party's focus? Okay, sure. So That's maybe I'll idea. take an example we've already talked about in Blood and Betrayal. Um, what example should we take? Um, I mean, I have an example that sure. I like to use, but it's not from Blood and Betrayal. No, no, And go ahead. arguably it might not be the very best interrupt out there. <laughs> but I like to think of the example where... You, and I steal this example from the cartoon show Avatar, which I used to love watching, and I still think it's a very, very good show. But it I digress. <laughs> um, basically, you know, in Avatar, there was this reoccurring character who was a cabbage farmer, mm. and he had a little cart, and he'd bring it to market, and his cabbages would, his, his cart would always break down, and his cabbages would always roll around and go on the floor, and he'd always scream, Oh, my cabbages! <laughs> and to me, that like spoke to me is like that's an interrupt <laughs> you've got my players in the market hustling with a with a you know a blacksmith for a better deal on their sword and they won't leave them alone well i'm gonna make the cabbage guy drop all of his cabbages freak out <laughs> maybe like you know some kids broke his wheel and, and now it diverts the attention of the players towards the the old man um that's my very simple example of a of um I have an interrupt. I don't know if you have one that you want to pull from Blood and Betrayal, Chris. I mean, um, better. <laughs> sure. Um, maybe we, we haven't talked about this one yet, but um, one of the one I used was uh, I really liked. It was uh, I didn't expect the group to stay a long term, a long time in a tavern. And I 
I wanted to move on or I wanted to bring something interesting mm -hmm. to change the situation because it was getting a little bit stale and I didn't know how to make it interesting. So what I did is I took an action that someone did in the past. Um, I would say something prohibited and I brought people that would challenge that character be like, are you the one who did, um, who herded my brother, something like that. Um, and a group of thugs and then they, they have to interact with them either tell them no no it's not me or maybe engage in a fight or anyway interact with that situation the way they want so i bring forward a situation just mm -hmm. to change the pace and something because we were saying it, it wasn't planned right it was just me reacting to the characters and especially reacting to something they did in the past so that's something yeah. we we might talk about a bit more is using these interrupt to bring back uh, events from the past yeah for sure so i think i think right now it's probably pretty clear what we mean by interrupt it's some people use random encounters it's it's like a random encounter that has a purpose yeah and, and it's almost specific um but i think we'll get more into it as we, as we go along and, unless right. you know what maybe let's talk about it right now chris yeah why isn't it a random encounter to you why is it different to me, uh, a random encounter is first, usually we talk about fight, okay. uh, but even if we generalize to social uh, random encounters, I don't like the word random. Mm -hmm. Random to me means it can put pretty much anywhere, anytime. It's, it's very flexible. Very flexible. And that has pros, like it's very flexible, yeah. but that has definitely cons for me because I try to make everything advance the story. And to me, to have just a random thing happen, yeah, I have a hard time making it part of, not even the main plot, but just part of the character progression. I would much ra rather have someone from one of the characters past that maybe in the main plot doesn't have a space for it, mm -hmm. but now that there's a, a gap to fill, because that's, that's when I use interrupt, when there's a gap, I can feel it. As a game master, I, I need to... To be careful and to, to feel if my players are slowing down and leaving a gap for me to throw an interrupt. Yeah, and and yeah. that's something um, I like to do. So those, it's not random. Would you would you agree with my assessment? Yeah, I, I think the random element is really what, it's, to me, makes interrupts more interesting and, and different mm -hmm. from from random encounters. And, and actually, the idea of an interrupt, obviously I, I heard it somewhere else i actually can't remember mm -hmm. where i heard it but i remember hearing it and being like that's kind of like what i do when i look at a random encounter table mm -hmm. because I, you know before i even fathomed the idea of an interrupt mm -hmm. i used random encounter tables but i used them without rolling dice i would look yeah. at the random encounter and be like okay this looks appropriate mm-hmm Given the situation, the players, the kind of reaction I suspect my players might have to make them engage with this mm -hmm. this element of the table. And then from there, I I worked on it. I looked up interrupts, listened to podcasts, or, or I can't remember exactly where I found it. And, and then obviously now, mm -hmm. you know, we've had these discussions and we've elaborated on this concept far more beyond the idea of just looking at a table and picking something yeah I, I i think you're totally right i think that the first step 
of simplicity is a random, you roll, you take it, yeah. you run it. Then it's looking at a table to make a choice. And I'm not saying it's superior, but it's, it is more complex. It is, mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. situational. And then after that is actually looking, maybe you, you, you see a group of, group of bandits are a good example. You see a group of bandits attack the players. Okay, you could run, at, run it like that. You could choose it. Or you could even, when you see it, be like, oh, that's actually very appropriate. I could say that those bandits are the one from three games ago. Mm -hmm. Well, that then, then for, for me, it's almost, a, it's it almost is an, an intro, right? It, it, yeah. it is yeah. because you, you tied in something else. So for us, well, for me at least, uh, I like to prepare interrupts that are specific to my campaign, players, location, plot, everything. Yeah. So okay. how how many interrupts do you would you say you have planned at a, any given moment, like an average? Uh, for the most part, I say I have. If I'm prepared, I'll have three or four. Okay. If I'm unprepared, I might have none. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's 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 possible to come up with interrupts on the fly too. Right? Yeah, it's just yeah. A, if we want to link it to the purpose and everything, it might be a bit. A bit on harder. average, a couple, I'd, mm -hmm. I'd say, and usually it's. I don't. I don't want to get ahead of myself in our conversation, but mm -hmm. usually it's it's to reap the benefits of something like an unanswered question from before. Mm -hmm. That that's usually where I'll you know I'll not I'll note something down, and then a few games later. I'll go back to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so I think that covers the differences, at least I think so. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, so let's keep digging into the interrupts and, and try to figure out what we like most. You know, I, I think interrupts are a pretty versatile tool. They can achieve a lot of different things, sometimes all at once. So... Let's kick it off with one of, we usually have a, a list of prompts, prepared questions. Mm -hmm. So let's kick it off with just, Chris, when you, you, like, how do you know it's time to use an interrupt? What do you use them for? Good question. So normally when I plan a session, I have a beginning and an end. Yep. I rarely have a middle. I usually have, okay, we're going to start here. Here's where I want to bring them. Okay. Or where they, they could end up. Uh, usually I would use interrupt when, whenever I'm in a situation in the middle that I don't know what to do next. So either... So like all the time? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't see where they're going, they're going, uh, I might throw an interrupt to... So, so we had a pace, uh, pace video where we, mm -hmm. we said something about starting high, uh, with high energy. Uh, then sometimes you have a bit of a low and then finishing high. We talk about like having high stakes. Yeah, right. and so if that's something that you want to know more about, we're gonna link it up here. I think it's is it here? No, it's here. It's me. It's over me. It's over here. Here. <laughs> um. So uh. Yeah. So sometimes I'm close to the end, and I'm like I haven't achieved that, and I won't achieve that. Mm. So an interrupt might be a way to bring the stakes forward. Uh, up. I mean, without necessarily reaching the point, like without uh, pushing. Something that should not be uh, blah blah blah. I have a hard time expressing myself. No, I, but I, it's I like, understand what you're trying to say. Put put something to raise the stakes without without forcing the main plot. Exactly. Much. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And, that's cool. And so that's one way. Uh, that's one thing. And the other main thing is when I like I explained, it's when uh, they do something. My players do something I didn't expect. They put themselves in a situation I did not foresee. Mm. Um, I have some 
some little interrupts in my back pocket. I pull one out uh, to make sure that where they went is also interesting and is also significant to them. Mm -hmm. So if, he, if the characters, I don't know how they're going to reach a certain point and they go investigate at the Temple of Sigmar, then maybe I have something that an interrupt that fits there and I can make that them going there that much more interesting and not just like rolling a die and then I want them to leave because it's night and prepare. Uh -huh. No, I have an interrupt that can, that's, it's good to keep interrupt flexible for that reason. And then you pull it out and then it's like, oh my God, he planned me going to the Temple of Sigmar, but I didn't. It's mm -hmm. just, I made it uh, so that it seems like something was waiting for them. An adventure was waiting for them. How, like to, to kind of mm -hmm. keep digging this in more, how specific would this example be? Like, let's say you did plan an interrupt that you would spring out and put into the Temple of Sigmar when the players are going there to, I don't know, speak to a priest, like a senior priest, and the senior priest isn't there. Mm -hmm. the, the interrupt, would it be to the point where you're saying, okay, this interrupt needs to happen in the Temple of Sigmar? Or would it be a little bit more loose than that? Like, ooh, in a more academic environment, X might happen. I th yeah, very good question. I think I think you're... I think it depends on your player. I have a yeah. I have a priest of Sigmar, so for me it's not really far fetched to think that at one point they're going to be at the Temple of Sigmar. Okay. So planning yeah, an interrupt, <laughs> planning an interrupt for that situation, is still flex. Like I I know I'm going to use it at one point. Mm -hmm. If there would not be a priest of Sigmar, then I would not be as specific. So let's. I have a wizard. Yeah. I'll plan something related to wizards. I have a priest, I might relate something to priest. But if I don't have that, maybe it's going to be, like you said, more academic. More, okay, when they do research, they find a book. And that, that book, there's that information mm. that has nothing to do with the main plot, but that could be interesting to them. Okay. That's a great interrupt. Well, I, I just it's, it's, it's a, it's a, It is an interrupt. It is an say. interrupt, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, could, it could be great, depending on the information, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's an interrupt. Um, and players love looking at books. That well, my players work. do actually. I, yeah, I don't know what it's about. Bookshelves, <laughs> players. You put a bookshelf somewhere, they beeline for that thing. I'm like, screw saving the princess. What's the first book? What's, What's the, the second book? What's the third book? Um, yeah. So, so I think it really depends on your group, like how specific you want to be. Okay. So, if you have a really academic group, doing academic interrupts are not are, are not a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, that that's interesting to me. Um, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised because you tend to be very focused on, on the players. But that's mm -hmm. something that I'm learning by doing this with you. Uh, for me, when I'm using my interrupts, usually the thing to, to answer my own question. Yeah, I was going to I was going <laughs> to ask anyway. So. Um, usually it's more related to location and mm. when I really feel it getting boring or like i plan interrupts especially lately when i suspect that the pace is going to mm. start to slow down yeah one thing that i've been really focusing in on lately is travel i know that travel can get boring yeah especially in the rising tide campaign where you know you're pirates you're on a ship you have to travel distances at a significant amount of frequency mm. like it's pretty frequent that you're going to travel around I wanted to think of 
interrupts that would be specific to you're on your boat, you're at sea, what might happen in this environment if things start to slow down. Yeah. And then I would take into consideration, you know, the, the plot and elements of the characters as well. But but my singular focus, if I had to pick only one thing, mm. it was usually that. It, it was, okay, they're traveling, I should probably have an interrupt. Okay, they're, they're in the tavern and they keep talking to the bartender, okay, I should probably have an interrupt for that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And it was usually more situation-based to uh, revitalize the energy at the table and kind of shift the, um, I guess the attention, attention is the wrong word, but like just to give something different. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just, okay, we're traveling, we're traveling, we're traveling, okay, you're at the next spot. Okay, well, let's travel a little bit, and then I'm going to toss in some roleplay, or I'm going to toss in some yeah. combat, mm-hmm. just to to spice it up. Yeah, I think that's a very uh, powerful way to use uh, interrupts, and that's mm-hmm. that's one of the. So, so what you're saying is to change the the pillars of, like, control the number number of time you're doing a social versus a yeah. combat yeah, or exploration or. Ultimately, that's that's what right. I'm saying. It's it's to kind of, and this is something that we've talked honestly, we've talked about before in mm-hmm. the previous filming of this. But we came to the conclusion that interrupts are powerful tools when you want to switch the pillar of mm-hmm. your game. So if you know if you're in social, 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 and you want to force it into combat, well, you could have an interrupt that is force not forcing combat, but enabling combat to mm-hmm. happen. Same yeah. thing with, with the other pillars. If you're exploring, 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 okay, you want to enable some roleplay, well, you toss in a, an interrupt that would enable that. And a good thing with interrupts, too, is I, I feel like it gives the players more option. So it's, if, let's say you're a game master that's really railroady, linear, not, not, not in a bad not sense. In, but... Not in a bad sense, but very, uh, you put an objective forward and mm. usually the players go for that. Putting an interrupt is actually a good way to do side quests. Yeah, and like in the last Blood and Betrayal, I mentioned the fact that it was an improvised game. I had an objective; they had to go to a mine to get Mithril, mm-hmm. short version. Um, but on the way, I've put that they they they, uh, they uh, crossed. Yeah, they crossed. Path. They passed. They they, they yeah. crossed path with a caravan of nobles that were going to a harvest festival. The players hid in the, bu- the bushes and. Just let them pass, and that's that felt fine because the players were really about exploration and combat, not really about social. Mm-hmm. But let's say I had the player that was really into social and was like, "Oh, well, let's do it! Like, let's have a festival." Like me, like maybe. you. You maybe you would have been like, "Oh, I'll go talk to get out of my bush and go talk to that noble yeah. and try to figure out and then interact with them." So then it means that the players have really their like you give them agency, right? Mm-hmm. So it. it so by let's say your game is really about exploration and fight and you want to give them an option of uh having something more social then that's a good way to do an interrupt because interrupt can be avoided right you put a situation forward yeah like like we said it need to reassess their priorities but maybe their first priority is still the good one yeah the the other thing that they were already doing and you're just throwing a a screwball at them and they mm -hmm. they don't want to have anything to do with it um and I think you're right that that is a powerful part of the interrupts is it's called an interrupt 
but it it shouldn't be viewed i don't think or personally i don't think it should be used to block to block to mm-hmm. say stop paying attention to this look at this it's no 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 you're doing this hey what about this thing do, yeah. do you want to do you want to come look at this no mm-hmm. that's fine like keep keep on going and yeah I, we, we we saw that first game in Blood and Betrayal. There, everybody like there was a, a bell ringing to bring everybody to the marketplace. Well, Otis, the sneaky guy, the rogue, just was like, I don't care. Yeah, I'll just I'm, stay I'm back stay there. Here. And then that created other things. But it's yeah, if you're shopping and you hear fighting outside the walls of the city, you might be like, I'll go fight, or you might be, well, I'm actually looking for tomatoes, so I don't really care about the battle outside, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay, so I think that covers that. I think how we use interrupts is different, but I can I can not sympathize, but I can understand, and I'm mm. sure I've used it for the same purposes as mm. you, Chris. Um, let's let's keep digging our, our little hole of interrupts, <laughs> and uh, maybe talk about you know what was your favorite interrupt. Do you have an interrupt that you're, or maybe not your favorite, that might be hard, but one mm-hmm. that, that resonates where you're like, when I did this interrupt, it, it achieved the definition or it, it stuck for some reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe it didn't achieve the definition fully, but it, it stuck. I have one in my head, but I kind of mentioned it already. So I'm looking for a second one. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's maybe give more, uh, more details and the, the, the behind the, the scene on this interrupt. So uh, I have one of my characters, and it's gonna come up in the blood and material. Yeah. Maybe should should I mention it right away, or should we keep it for? Okay. Well, let, I think we should mention it. If you have been following the blood and betrayal series, and you don't want to have this spoiled for you, maybe skip ahead what two three minutes. Um, sure. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, we can put the time tag. Yeah. Is we'll that put, a thing? Yeah, we'll say like <laughs> pre-spoiler, after-spoiler, or something like that. Here we are making more work for us to do. Yeah. We must really like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> my example is that um, one of my game, one of the wizard, because in the future I have mo- more than one, uh, one of the wizard, a fire wizard, uh, passed a, a peasant and even though he was friendly, showed him his magic and showed, like, lit a flame and... And, and it really scared the, the peasant. But then when he realized that he gave him money and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I scared you. I'm on your side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The thing is, in the Warhammer universe and the location they are right now, people are afraid of magic. There's controlled magic, but it's still, people are afraid of it. So I, I, I told my wizards, including Diedrich, I told them, make sure you don't, show your powers in front of people for no good reason because there might be consequences Mm -hmm. so when he did that i wrote a little note to have consequences (laughs) right i that that's why for me it's a good interrupt it's like i wrote on a piece of paper uh confront novak about his use of magic okay so a couple maybe two three four games really later i don't even remember uh they're in a bar that's the example i mentioned before so they were in a bar and the thing is, the the group of thugs came in and asked that peasant, that peasant was behind them, and asked them, uh, asked him, sorry, is that the guy, the guy mm-hmm. who used magic? 
and he's like, yeah, it's him, it's him, don't, like, don't hurt me. As if, like, he was pushed to give that information. <laughs> and then the, the group of thugs confronted this uh, fire wizard called Novak about it. And the reason I really like this interrupt is, first, it helped me uh, give, like, have consequences yeah. where I didn't have really space for it in my main plot. Uh, but because it was slowing down, it was a good use of it. The other one is because lately that that player had been uh, playing a, some had taken rash decision, especially in combat. So I wanted to test him outside of combat. I basically wanted to test the the well, it's hard to tell the player or the character to see if they would like start a fight in a tavern using fire magic. That would have been really bad. But no, the character was like, no, I'm not the guy. Here's some beer and like did some. Uh, charm, and he finally managed to have them on their side. Mm -hmm. For me, it was a a situation that really showed the improvement of the the character, mm -hmm. show how he evolved from just using magic anytime, anywhere to actually using his silver tongue to get what he wants. Cool. So maybe it's a, a long version of that story, but I feel like you need to know what happened, right? To, yeah, to or well, to appreciate it. To appreciate it. So, yeah. How so, about you? Welcome back, people who didn't want to be spoiled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, there was one example, and I like it in part because I, I really also kind of use interrupts just as I usually focus on lore and exposition and... and mm. And story elements. Um, in in this example, I had a group of adventurers. They were out. They had just finished a small quest, fighting uh, bandits in a cave slash building hideaway thing. And they were they were running away. They were tired. They were tired of fighting, and they decided to make camp outside before going back to the village, which I thought was maybe a little bit of a reckless decision mm. and for those of you who use random encounter tables you might be like okay this is where i'm going to roll my random encounter table now i had planned to have um a small rat man shopkeeper type of okay. character <laughs> like almost like a skaven from the warhammer okay. universe i don't know if they exist actually in the DD world but it was like a i kind of statted him like a were rat basically oh. mm -hmm. and I told myself, okay, this is going to be... A... And I created this character because I knew that one of the players had a fondness for, like, wild animals. Okay. She, she, she likes animals. And I kind of catered it to, to her as a person, not so much to her player character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured if they hear an animal whimpering, mm. she's going to want to do something about it. Mm. So, I, you know, and it was dark at night. She was guarding, it was her turn to guard, and I made a trap, like, clack sound, Ooh. and then the, the whimpering of an animal, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, she's gonna go, like, for sure she's gonna go save this thing, even if she has 2 HP left, she's gonna go <laughs> save this thing. And she did, and it allowed Knowing me... your players. To, yeah. <laughs> it, it allowed me to, you know, she saved the animal, which was a speaking rat, who mm. talked to her and explained to her how grateful he was. And he gave her a discount card to his like <laughs> to his like chain of traveling shops. <laughs> and it was just this fun interaction that allowed me to to expose them to kind of this 
tidbit of fun lore that then, like, I had the intention of bringing back. Mm -hmm. They stopped, we stopped playing shortly after, so I never got the opportunity to, but it was mm -hmm. kind of my introduction to this traveling band of rat shopkeepers that I was going to use at other intervals mm -hmm. um, throughout the game, in part to help them if they ran out of supplies or, or whatnot. It was kind of my excuse to... And they had a free coupon, right? And they had a free coupon, so why not? Um, but it was a lot of fun, and, and it it kind of allowed me to do the things I like, which was showcase the world, showcase mm -hmm. this, this exposition without it feeling like exposition. You know, it really felt like the character, the player went and made this decision, and this was like her reward for, for doing the right thing, quote-unquote. Mm. I think you're touching something else that's very interesting, the, the fact that using interrupt can be a good way to show about lore and to do exposition mm -hmm. in a really, I want to say control, but also like organic way. So you just don't tell tell the players things. We sh you show them using something that, again, it's not on the main line, the main mm -hmm. plot, but you can yeah, you create those rat men who are... <laughs> just want to give you coupons. <laughs> just want to give you coupons. <laughs> uh, but no, I, and you're right, Chris. And it, and we, you know, we keep talking about these things, engaging your players, lore, ex using ex interrupts to... Yeah, talking too fast. Using interrupts to showcase lore, mm -hmm. changing pillars and whatnot. By all means, this this isn't the only way to do that. No, 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 no. But I I think the more we talk about these things, the the more to me it becomes apparent that this is so much more than a random encounter, right? Mm -hmm. It's you've intentionally, or at least we we've intentionally imbued the interrupt with these elements to seek out the player's interest to seek out lore, to change pillars, to make consequences happen. These are things that if you look at the short video, you'll notice that basically the, these are the things that we're telling you to try to do, mm -hmm. right? It's Yeah, it's we're, we're giving example and we're talking and it goes organically to those aspects of interrupts and how it can really elevate your game. And uh, I mean that's that's how I try to 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 use them to fill gaps that otherwise would feel a little bit empty, and really um, using them in a way that's optimal. And that's when mm -hmm. I try to fit, like you said, try to fit lore, try to fit character development. Often, if a, if a player gives me um, another thing that inspires sometimes interrupts are when a player comes to me between games, is like, oh, I would like my character. To have, uh, I don't know, a cool. special hat. Maybe, maybe like this, or maybe it's like I want my character to develop in this way. Then yeah. maybe if I don't have a space in it for my main plot, and I obviously I can ma make space for it. But let's say we're concentrating on someone else's story right now. Maybe an interrupt is a good way to huh. start the process, or even just give give something like that, that's to, to the player. Me think, yeah, like because it. In role-playing games, this always happens. You know, or not always. You can find ways around it. But often, some players, some characters are going to be more interested in the quest that's presented than mm -hmm. others. And and maybe now that you say that, having an interrupt for each of your players in your back pocket could be a good way to bring back in. And I've, honestly, I've never thought of this before. But to bring back in a player who's kind of clocking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, maybe it's not their type of environment, maybe because their player character honestly has no business at the School of Magic, <laughs> but they have to go into the School of Magic because 
the wizard really needs to, and it's critical for the plot. Mm-hmm. Or not the plot, but for that character's development. Yeah, and if the player didn't tell me anything about what they where they wanted to go, sometimes mm-hmm. I try to have an encounter, uh, an interrupt that that would be just tailored to his his or her skills or aspects, or like if you're using D and D ideals bond, so something that's specific to that character. So exactly, well, like you said, but you you did it with the player. Yeah. Like, but if if one of the character would be like had a sensitive spot for little creatures, then that's that's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. It's the player feels engaged, but maybe another uh, character um, would not care and would get to the trap and just finish off the creature, yeah, and then then it, maybe it's not as interesting. There's not the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So that that's the main. I, I think now that we've talked about it, it the main use I do like it's centered around the player. And I try to have one per player. Uh, sometimes I don't have one because you don't really need. Like sometimes I'm the player just needs to take a, ba- a backseat. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Um, Do you have another? Um, I mean, some of this I think we touched upon. Here I have, you know, what do you consider to be the elements of interrupts? But I think we touched upon that already just by the virtue of our answers. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I have something uh, I've noted. Um, something about how I plan. And when I mean I plan... I don't want to go through the, the steps necessarily because mm-hmm. we're, we're, we've already done it in the short video. I think it's not steps, but it's aspects that can create a good interrupt. But something I'd like to mention is the fact that some interrupts are, like we said, are totally improvised. Like Cabbage Man. Like Cabbage Man, maybe, <laughs> depending. Some of my interrupts are actually the way I control how long a session is. So I, I would say, like like I said, mm-hmm. I have the beginning and I have the end. And sometimes I think, okay, this is going to take an hour. This is going to take an hour and I have an hour in between. But let's say they go super fast. Yeah. Um, then maybe I want to put an interrupt. But the other way I do it, most normal, normally what I do is I plan for four or five hours for a game that's supposed to be three hours and a half. Yeah. And... The thing I'm going to remove is the interrupt. So there's an interrupt that's built in to make sure that I have a full session. But whenever the players go too slowly, I would remove it. So it's something that mm-hmm. I can actually just... You slide it in and out. Yeah, slide it in and out. Uh, so these interrupts that I have in my back pocket, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm ready to use them. Yeah. But I'm probably not going to use them. So for me, That's it is still an interrupt because if it's not necessary to the main plot, if you can remove it, for me, it's not really part of the story, right? Mm-hmm. But still, it's not random. You still have the purpose aspect of it because it, it, it still adds something. Yeah. But if you want a story to move forward, you can you can remove it. I don't know. Does that trigger something in your... I mean, I don't know. I I've never really thought of interrupts in that way mm-hmm. in the way of like telling myself okay i'm gonna do an interrupt here mm-hmm. uh, to me that just feels like it's just part of the planning of mm-hmm. the session as as optional elements of the game or, or you know like usually when i'm planning an environment i plan a handful of little things peppered into the environment that I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, they might just bypass all of this. They might not. But if they interact with all these things, I have, I have things 
to do exposition or I have things to hook on to a new event, like to, mm-hmm. to hook to them a new adventure for them to follow or, or lore or a role-playing skill-based like chatty challenge. Mm-hmm. These are things that I kind of have played planned in already. Although maybe a way to save time now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I should just not do that. Think of an interrupt that would grab the attention of my players. But that might be an, an interesting solution. I, I don't know. I have to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think my example is maybe stretching the definition of an interrupt a little bit mm-hmm. because it is so planned. Uh, but for me, it's about like sometimes I do terrain, uh, sometimes I prep maps. I rarely draw maps on the fly lately. Mm-hmm. I used to more. Uh, now I'm maybe like we said we we prepare a lot yeah, so maybe I'm, too much. I'm I'm often overly prepared and a, a way to always be prepared for me is to have this interrupt to control again again me with my control <laughs> <laughs> to control uh, where the atten- attention goes if I if I lose it okay right so uh, so sometimes I will have an encounter and by encounter I mean it could be social could be an NPC could be anything. And if I see, like, I don't have the time, I'm just going to scrap it and keep it for another time, right? That's so cool. is that an interrupt? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's just normal planning where you remove, you adjust to the pacing. But for me, it's really it a block that, definition a little bit, that right? I can remove. Yeah. So, I mean, you talking about how you plan your interrupts makes me think of how I plan mine. And obviously, again, I'm not going to go into the details of all the elements I considered, that's what the short video is for. So if you want to know that, we'd encourage you to go check it out. Um, but what I've been doing lately to, to, so that I can remember my interrupts, because that's also part of my problem sometimes, is I have started writing tables of interrupts. Because I found mm-hmm. myself looking at random encounter tables and, and picking and choosing them. So I created a table of, you know, let's say 20 possible interrupts but they've been categorized in a way that's like okay if they're at sea mm. these are the ones that i can use if they're past a certain point like some they are now aware of something or something in the calendar has happened that they're not aware of these five interrupts might happen mm-hmm. if they're in this place or that place like you, you guys get the idea yeah. So it's kind of like categorizing them so it's easier for me to be like, okay, this is where we are. I look through my notes. Boom. That's the one that I want to use for this situation. Mm-hmm. And then this is probably something that only I would try to do. But I put like smiley faces or sad faces <laughs> beside them for like the mood that I hope this instills. So if it's like, oh, you know, they've just been through a lot. I don't want to give them more hard stuff. I remember you saying something about that. So I'm going to put like a silly interrupt. So that's like that narwhal thing that came. Remember that thing that was... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's interesting. And that's something I know you you care a lot about. How the... Like if everybody's more like down, you want to bring yeah, the energy back Yeah, try to get up. the energy yeah, back. Yeah. So, so I would come up with like... Okay, they're going to find a casket of really expensive <laughs> alcohol. All the characters are going to get drunk. So... That's gonna be that's gonna be the interrupt. I must say this is not in my <laughs> in my mind when I plan any of this, but 
it's it's yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good thing to keep in mind. I mean, if we're gonna <laughs> say interrupts change pillars, it might as well also change the mood, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, but you're really good at having characters that are um, colorful and that really like we laugh just by presenting certain situation. Like you, you have your game has humor in it that mm-hmm. sometimes I I think as the game master I like I like I lack. And as a player, I like. Okay. Um, but because in my game, there's still humor, but I'm usually not the one bringing it. It's usually the it's player. Us, yeah, we <laughs> we force that upon you. <laughs> no, no, I like it. It's just like it's not my. To me, I run a game that humor is not my concern. Yeah. But I like to have it in my game. It's just it, the players bring it. So if my players would be super boring and no humor at all, maybe I would. Maybe worry about that but I, I don't need to right now right so but you touched something that was uh, really interesting you you said something about on a cert like if in my calendar something happened i might use it and yeah. for me this is also it resonates with me because i usually have a like a plot a villain plot that mm-hmm. that the villain is trying to do with different objectives and the player depending on what the players do they might uh um cause delay or they might stop it or they yeah. might so for me it's very interesting because if they do not deal with something an interrupt is in a great way to show yeah this consequences. is the consequence yeah mm-hmm. and to be fair you could plan that interrupt like you could it could not be an interrupt it could be just you start a game and that's the quest he sends you on this quest yeah but i like the idea of sometimes keeping again it's about it's about having cards in your hand as the game master and I, some of them offer uh, versatility, offer exactly. And this interrupt is like I hold this card, and whenever mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good moment, I'll, I'll I'll play it. And in this example, I'm not saying let the bad guy do everything single handedly without anybody stopping it. Like yeah, obviously you could stop whatever you want. You're the game master. You're the game master, mm-hmm. but it's it's yeah, using interrupts, using the using interrupts in conjunction with the actions your players are taking, the story that's being told at the table to offer options, offer different priorities, basically. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about for this? I, I know... Whoa, excuse me. My, my voice just cracked like crazy. Um, I, I know in the in the short video and in, in our previous video that we're, you're never going to see, haha, <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked a little bit about seeding. Yeah. I, I think we might want to talk about that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I ask you how you use interrupts and seeding together, maybe it's worth briefly talking about what seeding is. What do you sure. think? Uh, yeah, so I'll mention it. Maybe you should start about how you use it. So sure. um, think about it while I try to explain seeding. So uh, seeding is something, well, for me, I got ex- um, I heard about it through How to Be a Great GM, and I kind of made my own idea, and we talked about it. So seeding for me is when you uh, have a situation that you've put in front of the players that you don't really know why it's there. Mm-hmm. So you put something in front of them and you have, at this point, no idea what it's referring to. Uh, so for example, uh, one of my game with my in-laws, the only game we've played, um, although they, they loved it, uh, I decided because I improvised that Something was stolen, and and the place of the object that was stolen was a perfectly placed black feather. Uh, I did not know why that feather was there, 
but I tied it to the plot and then the advance and resolved this and it all made sense. But at the moment, I did not know why it was there. So I think interrupts uh, and using seeding is, uh, they, they go very well together. So you, mm -hmm. so let's say you, something is We're, slowing down. Just to, oh, yeah. just to chime in. So, so interrupts, obviously, sorry, not interrupts. Seeding mm -hmm. is something that I think we both agree it can be far more complex than this oh, yeah. explanation Chris mm -hmm. just gave. But in in an effort of saving time and of it's an effort of maybe have like saving content for another episode, we're not going to talk too much more about seeding in terms of its definition. But I I can say that I I think Chris and mm -hmm. I are on the same page that we're going to do an episode on seeding at some point. Yep. If it's something you're very interested in, please reach out to us, comment or email us or reach out to us on Twitter and tell us like, hey, talk to us about seating. We want to hear your perspective, blah, blah, blah. We'd love to, to do that. Yeah, so okay, it's about back putting an object that you don't, you don't really, well, maybe not an object, a situation you don't know, and then using it later. So it's you seed and then you grow and then you reap, right? Mm -hmm. So it might take different different steps. So that, that, that plan metaphor comes from how to be a great GM. Um, for me, when I'm using my interrupts, in relation to seeding, I like to use interrupts to reap the benefits of things that I've seeded before. You know, because I'm doing a lot of exposition in my games, I'm just name dropping places, people, things, factions, yeah. and my players are like, what's this? What's that? Who's this? <laughs> and they're like, to the point where there's maybe too much of it. And yeah, but what's cool is that the players will grab the one they want, right? Exactly. So they grab the one they want and they, they kind of push mm. towards a direction and maybe ignore a seed that I planted. Well, this is where my interrupt can come in and say, hey, remember that faction that you heard about two, three, four, five games ago? Here's an interrupt related to that. And it it kind of has this effect to make the interrupt feel like it's still part of everything. Yeah. You know, a, a really a negative I find to random encounters is that they can feel very isolated. Mm -hmm. Interrupts too, I think, if they're not done with enough effort, can feel a little isolated. But if you're going to go and use something that you mentioned a couple of games ago, you can really reap the benefits, have a cool interrupt, and then your player's like, wow, okay, I remember that. I remember the that evil thieves guild that you know we were we heard mentioned in the streets. Well, now there's a thief who pickpocketed this old lady and we're going to go help the old lady and it's the same guild. Cool. Like it, it's fun. Mm -hmm. And seeding again, we won't go into the details, but can be used in multiple ways through the main campaign and everything, but it's really uh, well suited for interrupts uh, for, for the reasons you, you showed. And also an interrupt could be just introducing the seed also. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, you, you can see that in this situation, it's easy to link to lore and exposition too, because you want to reuse something that, maybe seemed um, basic and with no consequences and bring it back in a way that is relevant to the, to the well, for me, it's to the players. It might be to the location. It might be to the plot. It might yeah. be to whatever you want. Cool. I, I let's, let's quickly wrap up. Um, if you want to reach out to us, <laughs> you can do so by contacting us on Twitter. That's role underscore play underscore chat. And we have an email that's contactroleplaychat at gmail.com. I don't know if you would say the email if I could say the Twitter. <laughs> no, I know the Twitter, but I'm saying it would throw me it off, was, so don't yeah. do it. <laughs> okay, we'll just stick with this. We've got a, we've got a ritual now. It's done. Yeah, contactroleplaychat <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, 
And actually, speaking of Twitter, very quickly, I know I said we're running running long, but I oh, yeah. I've been using Twitter a lot lately. I love like at least a couple times a day. So I I encourage you, and, and not only to talk about the podcast, like just general RPG stuff, mm-hmm. polls, and etc. So if that's something you 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 want to be a part of, it's a lot of fun. Uh, You're I, doing a great job. Thanks. <laughs> Sometime I'll chime in a little bit, but yeah. So so yeah, I I'd love to see you uh, say hey, I watched this episode. Or have if you have feedback, you can get, you can send us a direct message. Um, I, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And yeah, that's that's everything I have to say for today, Chris. That's all, Matt. Let's call it a chat.